Hello, everybody. On today's episode of the Loose Change Podcast, we got Braden, Stewart, Kai, and Ty giving their two cents on everything hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Loose Change Podcast. We got the full crew here. And we'll start with Kai, who was just at the Canucks game. Kai, how are you doing? How was the game? I'm depressed. Oh, no. So I'm going to leave it to it. Uh, no, Canucks game. Canucks game was fun. Good seats. Uh, although there was a peewee hockey team sitting directly behind me. And nice. it was infuriating. There was literally like, they were doing Stop. a giveaway in the upper bowl on the other side of the rink. And they were like standing up, screaming, trying to get like the T-shirt giveaway that was happening on the other side of the arena. Respect the hustle. Oh man, the Pee. How old is Pee Wee? Was that thirteen-year-olds? Oh no, they, they were like seven years old. Oh boy, yeah, that's, that's pretty. Young. Oh okay, that's, that's terrible. Novice. That is terrible. Actually, wow. yeah, they might have been like before Pee Wee. Oh, not sorry, not Pee Wee. I'm thinking um novice, like Adam. Yeah, somewhere around there. Anyway, it's really annoying. I had Canucks loss, which was not a surprise. Canucks fan, Braden, you're not feeling too great either then, pal? Or you mended your mind yet? This time I'm really going to do it. You know, it's not good when you get a message from your dentist. Here, I'm going to read you the text message I received. Your dentist should only be messaging you to say, hey, Time you've, out. Got a, you've got an appointment this week. Time or out. anything like that. Why yeah. does he have your phone number? We're boys. Okay. <laughs> always, we always talk hockey and he always wanted to start a podcast with me. Okay. And um, I came to you instead. Um, as a highly sought after free agent, much like Ilya uh, Mikheyev. Anyhow, uh, here's the message <laughs> I got yesterday at 5.23 p.m. Okay. Hey, dude, dot, dot, dot. This is not poking fun at you or anything, dot, dot, dot. He's a huge Leafs fan. From one franchise familiar with the jersey toss and the odd waffle. Sympathy, man. I don't think you guys are as bad as your record says and the heat is incredible. When Toronto media is worried about Vancouver, that's saying something. Big hugs, bud, and hope your team gets their shit together soon. See, that's that's legitimately embarrassing. Big your hugs should not be texting you <laughs> saying hugs. I'm so sorry. Your dentist should never be texting you. They should never be texting you that. And also a Leafs fan telling you sorry about your hockey team, that hurts extra. I would have I would have told my dentist to go fuck himself and found a new dentist. <laughs> I'd be nervous if my, de- my dentist started putting me under after facts like that. I'm oh not my gonna God. sit here and listen to the Mark Slander. Mark is fantastic. I hope he's listening right now because I told him to. I told him that the uh, incoming rant on the Loose Change podcast would be fantastic. So, Mark, if you're listening, baby, yeah, uh, you just keep listening. But before we get to just... that, Stuart, you're out last week with COVID. How are you feeling, pal? Better. It was a terrible three days, but you know, all good. Apologies if I cough super loudly in anyone's ear i think um, all of us but, have survived covid now all i've never members. had it never had it, never had it? nope that, that was Stuart's first humble time. brag yeah, yeah that was my first time i can't catch covid just like the canucks can't catch a win perfect let's transition right into it so today's episode we'll be doing you know a little talk about every team that's interesting we'll be talking about philly svechnikov wild everybody but before that, we do need to talk about the 0-5-2 Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Stuart, playoffs are pretty much out of the question now. I'm not sure if you've seen the models. They they went from like 47% to 20. As the yeah. other member on this podcast that's not a Canucks fan, I'll throw it to you first. How dead are they? It's not looking good. I mean, we were talking about it in the pre-show even. Like, what team comes back from this bad of a start to come back and make the playoffs. They're going to have to play insanely good the rest of the year to give themselves a shot, I think. And especially with how good Vegas has been to start, you know, Edmonton, I'm assuming I'll figure it out at some point. Like they haven't been terrible. And then Calgary is doing well. Like there's your three teams in that division. Like they're going to be gunning for a wild card spot again. They did the same fucking thing last year. Last yeah. year they did the exact same fucking thing. And then they played at like a top five team in the NHL pace after game like 30 and it still wasn't enough so 
obviously with that in mind, they're 05 and two. I think that they would have to play at like 110 point pace the rest of the season just to crack a fucking wild card spot at this point. It was a uh, 110 point pace last year when Bruce Boudreau took over, and it was not enough. Mm-hmm. Braden, you look so defeated right now. For listeners that can't see him, this guy looks like he's gone through a 72 hour study session. How are you feeling, Braden? I have never felt this level of apathy, and I spent seven years with Jim Benning as the general manager of the Vancouver Canucks. I wow, used to, apathy. Uh, dude. I in university, I'd start off every morning. I'd go down to the to the calf and I'd search. I'd just Google Vancouver Canucks and I'd hit news and I'd read the news and I'd catch myself up, you know. And I found a bunch of good, you know, sites. Canucks Army read the things there. We got the Athletic now. Yeah. No free ads. I'll, no, no free ads. So I do want to get into the athletic in a little bit with their coverage because it's been funny with the drama recently there. But I even just reading it, you could tell like the writers are just like, I don't even know what to write about at this point. It's just more of the same shit. Mm-hmm. We know what they need to do and it's rebuilt. And the owner, it's the owner. It, this all lies on Francesco Aquilini. He's abusing this team like he abuses some, alleged, like he alleged, allegedly abuses members of his family. Um <laughs> And he thinks he's allegedly great. allegedly, and he thinks he's doing, but he also he really, he thinks he knows what he's doing and he's not, he's not a GM and he wants to fucking be one. And it's, I don't, I don't know. I have, I've lost. Is it the ownership though? Like when you yes. start Oh five and two, is it not the players, the coaching, the team on the ice? I get that ownership in general has put the team on the ice and they're in the position that they're in, but you can still play out of it just like they did last year. Why aren't but, they playing out of it this year? I think there's so much to get into there. Like mm-hmm. on the micro level, let's get we into have, it. On the micro level, we have this year, right? Should so I guess the answer to that question truly is should they be like this? The Vancouver Canucks are a better team than this. They'll right. turn it around eventually. Um, you know, the laws of just averages, we know it's going to average out. They're 07 and 2. Maybe they'll go on a 7 0 2 run or something. You know what I mean? Like it's going to even out eventually because they're better than this. Why they're playing like this right now? Bad training camp. Maybe there was just not. I Half the players are injured. We know Besser yeah, was rushed back. Br- brutal injury luck to say. We know Besser was r- injured or rushed back from surgery. He shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Sorry. He should have missed four to six games to start. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that Quinn Hughes was sick. He missed the last like couple days of training camp. He missed the last two games of the preseason because he was sick. But they mm-hmm. rushed him back because they knew were, they were fucked without him. And now they had to give him the time off because it just mm-hmm. deteriorated. Yeah, they Myers. rushed back Myers. Yep, they rushed back Mikheyev. Yep, Mikheyev has looked invisible out there. And yeah. what you want about Mikheyev? Like he's not worth his contract, but he's a speedy player. Tyler, you saw him in Toronto. He was you know our best bottom sixer for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you notice him on a nightly basis? Every single shift. Not every every night, every shift you notice him just because he's battling for the puck because he got there so quickly. I mm. haven't noticed Mikheyev at all. And like Ilya Mikheyev. Wow. He hasn't stood out bad. But and Kai, <laughs> I don't know if it's the same for you. It's concerning to me that I don't notice Ilya Mikheyev on the ice, though. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's part of it. JT Miller has been horrendous and like the worst player in the on the team. It's it's not even funny how bad he's been, man. Like, it gives me Louis Erickson vibes <laughs> the first time he signed that. Oh. And, like, it's just careless turnovers. There's no effort defensively. He doesn't have the awareness, as we've seen from his post-game interviews, to recognize that he's even shit on the defensive end. Can we um, can we pause and get into that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. If, yeah. Because we still got hit mm-hmm. macro level. But What the hell was with those comments? So, I, yeah. I saw on Twitter that the guy do you, said Do you that, have the exact quote? Uh... I'll, I'll pull it up. You talk about yeah. it. I'll pull it up. Dude, which one? Like, there's like three. Yeah. I mean, there's a the, good the first one was, you know, if people aren't aware, I think through the first three Canucks games, he was on the ice for every goal against. And that was like 10 goals, like if not more. Every single goal that was uh, the Canucks got against them, like penalty kill, five on five, you name it, he was on the ice. Um, so then uh, people were questioning, obviously, his defensive play. And I think his exact quote was like, oh, like, he said, I think I've been, yeah, yeah. He said, my game where I've really tried to work on is five on five in my own end and worrying about that first offense later. And if I look at the way I've been playing there, I feel really good about what I've done so far. <laughs> Kai, you just said that he was on the ice for the first eight goals of the Canucks mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. So, and some of them 
you can directly blame on him. Like it wasn't just bad luck where it's like he just happened to be on the ice. Obviously, plus minus is kind of a skewed scat, skewed skewed stat. Sorry, but there's clips out there where he's just puck watching. It's he's not, not doing anything. It's yeah. not five on five, but go watch the overtime goal against Minnesota. England. I was just oh going to say that. Go watch I was just going to say that. What's listeners, he doing? Yeah. Listeners, go check this out. This guy is literally standing there as if you left your controller and had to go grab yeah, your a bathroom break or something. Out. Yeah, legit not moving in three on three overtime. You need to move a lot in three now, on three overtime. To be fair, they were gassing out there at the end of a long shift, but like you can, check. Move, you can move five feet. Like yeah. he wasn't skating. There was no effort. That goal is a hundred percent on him as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, and what's scary is that like, yeah, like you said, like he doesn't recognize that he's bad. He yeah. thinks he's doing good. Like that's scary. And he's wearing an A. That's like he's leadership? he's part of the leadership team. Dude, and that's another part I want to get into speaking of leadership. There's been a lot of smoke, and we've talked about it with JT Miller and a divide in the room. And look, I, I saw a tweet the other day that perfectly exemplified it. And it's just like a lot of pro Benning people, honestly. And just I hate to use that term for them, but it's the best way for them. But you'll see on Connect Twitter, JT Miller's great. There's no issue with media trying to make shit up. Did you see Luke Shen and JT Miller on the ice? Were they beefing? They were fucking going at it. Shen was ripping in the Meller. And you see Garland come up pretty much going. Luke hey. Shen. When yeah. Luke Shen tells you something's up, That's a you leader. need to listen to that That's guy. That's a leader. That is a leader. I, Give him so the A. If and then you see Garland come up being pretty much like, hey, fucking chill until we get to the, you know, the tunnel, at least no one sees it. And then they both clam up. They were asked about it. Uh, JT Miller told, I think it was Pat Johnson of the province. He was just like, no offense, like none of your business, which like, yeah, that's a completely fair answer mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. But it's visible. Like there's tangible proof now that we have of at the very least people being upset in that locker room with each other. Um, there was a Chicago beat reporter who I think it was a day or two after Jason Dickinson got traded to the Blackhawks that had a report come out about how toxic the Canucks mm-hmm. dressing room is. So how does a Chicago beat writer know anything about the Vancouver Canucks? Locker room? <laughs> oh, it's other than the Canucks, the guy that just got traded there. Like, Everyone needs to be traded. They all hate each other. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. a huge part. They're not playing for each other. Mm-hmm. Kai, what do you think? Um, do you see that tweet last night from yeah, one of the beat writers? He's saying that. So, I mean, it's kind of a tradition where a lot of dressing rooms, they've got the logo on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, everyone knows don't step on the logo, right? It's like, a, but it's media scrums, right? everyone's you're filling up the dressing room there's players there's media i assume it's crowded it's a little bit hard to avoid this giant ass fucking logo on the floor so anyways apparently a bunch of players were like swearing at media to like get off the fucking logo and it's like okay i get it but i think that does speak to attitude when a lot of these newer media members this is their first season in the dressing room since with like covid and all that stuff they weren't allowed access right I want to do touch on that because I, I have two I have two thoughts on that. One part, I do think, Kai, you're right. It's indicative of they're getting angry and like mm-hmm. those emotions are coming out faster. I mentioned earlier I wanted to talk uh, touch on media quickly. I don't know if you saw the Athletic had their amount of pass or uh, media like credentials revoked. Um, they had four. They, yeah, they had Drance and Harmon Dial going. They only were allowed one, so Drance is the only one allowed in now. Harmon does not get a media availability pass. So, ever since that's happened. I don't know if that's the Canucks going, we don't like the coverage you're doing, so we're going to take away some of your coverage ability, which is very line in what Aquilini would do. They've, they're usually pretty... Uh, Petty. Scathing. Yeah. They've been especially yeah. scathing since that happened. The media's pissed about that. They're all friends with each other too, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. I think, and recently if you go look at a lot of the articles coming out, it's no holds barred. Like, they're ripping into them as they should be. So that's the micro level why they're losing. Here's the thing. Like, I don't know. Before we get to macro level, Tyler, Kyle, like, we'll go round and round. Tyler, let's start with you. You've been quiet a little bit here. I, I've been waiting to throw in this other Miller quote I saw. I just want to oh, say shit. it. All right, let's throw it. Yeah. Let's hear it. So you're you're losing. You guys suck. This I've been a Leafs fan. I don't see jerseys tossed on the ice this early in the season very often. But you see one. Miller says, I'm not worried about if people want to come to the game 
pay all that money and throw their jerseys on the ice. Go ahead. I've got a job to do. I'm worried about beating the Hurricanes tonight. How'd that go? And having a good start to the game. And us really trying to compete together as a team. Um, to, to which I say, this is your leader? This is one of your leaders for the next eight years? Oh, fuck. It's a fuck you to the fans. That's it, what is. it is. He's I think it's he's disrespectful. And he's lashing out. Immediately. <laughs> immensely so. Like, dude, it's not awkward that pays your fucking paycheck. It's the fans. As That's if the why. fans don't have every right to be pissed off right now. Like, they do have the right. Anyways, Braden, that's all I wanted to get off my chest. I, I, I'm so over JT Miller at this point. I think he's such a little bitch. I'm so glad the Leafs didn't trade for him. We'll get into it like quickly. We'll go around before I go because I want to touch on macro level quickly and then we'll move on here. Mm-hmm. Like, but before we go to macro level, are the Canucks better than what they are? Like, nice and easy. Tyler, yes. Yeah, oh, well, for sure. Stu. Yeah, I mean, they're better, especially when. PD and Horvat are playing, I guess, as good as they are right now, if the rest of the team could figure it out. People aren't happy with Bo, but Kai, what do you think? Are they better than this or what? Yes, for sure. They are, but here's the thing. What have the last 10 years taught us? Mm, you can't start the season 05 and 2 and expect to make the playoffs? <laughs> I don't even think that's just... The Canucks are doomed? Yeah. Like, dude, transferring to just <laughs> macro level and what the last 10 years mm-hmm. have taught us, regardless of the start, this is a mediocre yeah. team. They go in every year. Yeah. And mm. they're going to play themselves out of the Bedard sweepstakes sweep yep. for sure, yep. which is unfortunate because this team fucking needs Connor Bedard. <laughs> also, of all teams, Connor Bedard wants to be a Canuck. I, know. He, I was going to say he loves that team. He right? literally said he cried for a week after the Canucks lost in the Stanley Cup finals in 2011. So he was a kid. He was like, I picture like little me watching the Leafs. Like he, he is. Okay, this guy. Wants to be a Canuck, and yep. you're right. They're too good to get Bedard, but they're too bad to be a playoff team. So it's this mediocre Vancouver team that we've seen since 2011, 2012, 2013. 2013 to me is when it starts. And like, let's go macro level. Ever since that, the Aquilines have been the owners of this team. They've been all in every single fucking year. Mm-hmm. The only time that it's worked. Now, remember, they had a middling team. It was a eh team when it was the Naslin era. They weren't good. Then it came to the Sedins, and it was that uh, level. Gillis came in, and that guy actually converted and did a successful retool on the fly. I don't know if that gave Aquilini this false impression that was always going to be the case where a GM could come in and do that, but he's tried to do that ever fucking since. Gillis wanted to rebuild. He fired him, and he brought Mm -hmm. in Benning. Benning said we could do it. He brought in Linden. Linden said we could do it. Then he realized we need to rebuild. He fired Linden, and we're seeing it now. Like the thing the other day, there was that quote from Rutherford. Oh, you know, the fans don't have the appetite for the rebuild. They don't realize how long it takes. Really? Because it's been 10 years of fucking mediocre bullshit. Yeah. You want to talk about worse. fan bases that aren't they they aren't ready for a rebuild? Go look at Buffalo. Look what look at their rebuild. This is their second rebuild in a row without being good. Like they did the Eichel rebuild and then the post Eichel rebuild. They didn't make the playoffs in between. You know and what I how mean? Good, how good do they look right now? How much hope? That's is what I'm saying. Right they got... Owen Power, they have Darlene on the back end. They mm-hmm. have a better defensive core than than uh, Vancouver by a mile. Yep. Mm-hmm. Offensive yep. pieces, like if you want to talk offensive depth right now, it's not that far off. You don't have the superstars like Petey, but no. like you have the Tucks and the Thompsons. You have everything else that Vancouver doesn't have. Do you need a Petey when you have a Power and a Darlene on your back end? You've got two guys that are arguably better than Quinn mm. Hughes. I, I do think that you need a superstar forward. You do need a superstar center, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to discount that for sure, but it's just like it's such a good team. Well, it, it, well, look at the standings, yeah. right? There's a big difference right now in a team that went through a rebuild, took it on the chin. I mean, Stuart and I went to a game last year. There was like a thousand people in the crowd. Like no one cared for the game. <laughs> for not but a lot of people. Look now, they're gonna come back and tune in. And Vancouver kind of needs to go through that. And like you said, they're just not ready for it. Do you think they'll ever be re- ready with it? without new ownership for a no. rebuild it has to be the ownership there's been two forks in the road and both of those forks the route that was decided upon was taken by ownership the first one came back with the oel trade just to remember like the oel trade the refresh in everyone's mind it was oliver ackman larson connor garland for the ninth overall pick which turned out to dylan gunther and one year 
of Louis Erickson, Jay Beagle, and Antoine Marcel. That's $12 million in cap space right there. The Canucks could have came into this past offseason. Remember, they said, oh, mm-hmm. we wanted to improve the D, but we didn't have any areas. We had no cap space. Really? Because you, you could have $12 million fucking dollars in cap space. And then the ninth overall pick in Dylan Gunther, who, by the way, is at two points, four games, goal and assists. He's playing pretty good in Arizona right now. Um, and they could have been contenders this year. And then let's look on the Miller's front. If they had traded Miller, like the reports state that management wanted to, ownership said, no, you have to resign him. Dude, even if they took that deal, we didn't like it at the time. How good does that Heedle, what was it? Heedle, uh, Kraftsov, a first, mm-hmm. and fucking um, Nils Longfist? I yeah. think every single offer that was offered <laughs> this summer is worth it. Because like, for your point, cap space, we've seen Marlowe traded for a, with a first round pick to have cap space. Cap space is very valuable in this league, eh, Kai? The second he signed that deal, he now has negative trade value. Yeah. <laughs> he went from being our most valuable trade asset to now being like a value sink. Pick. You cannot move him. He is no, you can't. unmovable. Uh, like I we can talk all this. pretty hard to move. No, we can't. Not I, after the start to the season that he's having. You got to let him build it back up. I think you can, but you got to get out of it quick. I don't think I've... Like, well, the return is a lot different in. now, that's for sure. But it's the cap space, right? Like, to me, and this is, again, coming back into if they should rebuild, fucking rebuild. Here's who you keep. Elise Patterson, uh, Quinn Hughes, Thatcher Demko, and even then I'd move Thatch for the right thing just because he's 26. I think that's fair. And then... Goalies are voodoo, two, yeah. Yeah, the only two... We have C-Love, so we're going to be sad anyways. The only two guys who I trade, who I keep outside of those three... Arneos Hoaglander and Jack Rathbone. The only reason being supporting pieces though. They're supporting pieces. The only reason I keep them is that they're young pieces who are still part of that, you know, can potentially be part of that core. Mm-hmm. And I agree. for the age that they are and what they have, their like their trade value isn't relatively worth what their the market value is not worth what they're worth. You're not I would add, I would kind of add Pod Colson into that as well. I don't yeah, think Pod uh, Colson has yeah. a crazy amount of value either. Like I'd put him his valuation as far as like trading goes kind of on that like heedle level like a second round pick maybe like yeah you're, it's like in, it's the the uh potential is worthwhile just keeping exactly the rest move them like mm-hmm. i think i do here's here you want to you want to clip you want to clip this you want to fucking post it on your wall you want to print it off and put it on banners go for it i don't think bo horvat's a vancouver canuck by the end of the year mm-hmm. really i, 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 I totally agree i think he's want. He's done, dude. Like, and I don't blame him. And honest to God, I want to trade Bo Horvat. This is coming from someone who I've got Bo Horvat jerseys. He's my favorite fucking player on this. Mm-hmm. He was the reason I managed to make it through the bending or air and era at all. Like, he, he was the hope, the focal focal point of hope that so many fans I think put it on for the next stage of that rebuild. And they fuck him. They've given him nothing. He's had nothing to work with his whole time. His most consistent line mate has been third liner Tanner Pearson. Mm-hmm. I think Bo should <laughs> do that quote the other day where he's like, it doesn't feel like we're ever going to lose again. That's a whole oh, where it's like, that was brutal from your captain. Ever going to win again. Ever going to oh, win yeah. again. Ever yeah, going to win again. Yeah. Like that's him going like, he, he's run out of hope, dude. Like he's done. And I think he's realizing I've just wasted 10 years of my fucking career here. Didn't so, his dad, am I wrong? Twitter was going haywire. Someone with the display name of Tim Horvat, which is Bo Horvat's dad, posted something about him going to the Leafs. He liked a tweet about someone saying Bo Hor- trade Bo Horvat to the Leafs. And honestly, I'd love to see Bo go to Leafs. He's from London, Ontario. Uh, he'd go grind the Leafs and Topi Nimalana first. Sounds like a great package to start off. Um, <laughs> but make the move, dude. Like, bye, Bo. Like, I love you and. Mm-hmm. Like he's my favorite player, man. Like I, I I'll be heartbroken to see Bo Horvat get traded. Mm-hmm. Seven games in, and this is where we're at. Do it for the player and do it for the <laughs> organization. So well. mm-hmm. I hate I hate people shitting on him as a captain. I think he's a fantastic captain, but he just for his own sake, man, for his own career, like trade him. I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, you and I have always been like since we met each other, we've always been very aligned uh, that the class need to rebuild. We talk Since about it you've every met year. Each other. Sorry, Since we've met each, each other. other for like Do you remember Kai? <laughs> I just want to. I just want to point this out. I remember when Kai and I met. We were walking down the street. I was going to buy a captain's hat at Value Village, and um, I remember we were at the intersection of Alta Vista and Bank, 
and we were talking about how it was preseason, but we were really excited to see Team Sweden's first line on the Vancouver Canucks of Louis Erickson and the Sedins <laughs> and how they were going to make the playoffs that year. That was when Kai and I fucking met, was before Louis Erickson had played a game for the Vancouver Canucks. And then he scored on his own net in his first game, and we were like, oh, wow. It was his first goal to Vancouver Canuck was on his own net because of Eric Branson. <laughs> Eric Branson went for a shitty change. But, and after game one, we went, maybe they should blow it up and rebuild. It's been that fucking long. Yeah. Louis Erickson's contract is up. We're still saying rebuild. They won't yeah, do it. Like, that is why I think Bo Horvath will still be on the team. We can talk about how, you know, where the team's at morale-wise, money-wise, team fit. All signs be like, trade Bo Horvat and rebuild. Like, all signs point to that. But given the history, I have no faith in that happening. Even though we can sit here and be like, you signed JT Miller to that contract? We don't have the money to re-sign Bo Horvat. But that's it. Like, they don't have the money, and they've said that they would look at trading Bo. We know that from internal reports. Have the Canucks ever been proactive? It's a new management, and they have said that they... I have more faith in this management ability and actually in this management team actually trading Bo, especially mm. with reports saying that they felt in the offseason they had to get one of Miller or Horvat done, and they got Miller done, which makes mm-hmm. me feel that Bo is expendable. Maybe yeah. this is well, a revelation for Aquilini them. Aquilini calls the shots either way. So. Yeah, he does. He's a fucking idiot, and we got to get yeah. him on his own. Dude, I want, let's start doing billboards. I worked for Ottawa. I mean, it didn't work for Ottawa, but I don't know. I love the Ottawa Senators. I'm a huge Ottawa Senators fan. I've always been a huge Ottawa Senators fan. I'm extremely happy my favorite team didn't trade Shane Bento for Jacob Chitron. I've been here since day one. Day one Ottawa Senators fan, Braden Halibisky. I have a Jake Sanderson jersey. We don't need him. Thank you. <laughs> His application has been reviewed and rejected. If you're hearing a ghost or a random noise that you're not too sure of, uh, it's actually the echoes that go around Canadian Tire Center where the Ottawa Senators play. Um, the echoes really bounce because there's nobody there, and the sounds from 50 years ago are still going around. <laughs> wow. Hey, that was in a very day one Ottawa Senators fan thing for you to say. Uh, as a diehard Ottawa Senators <laughs> fan, I want the arena to be moved downtown. Tyler, I think you're on mute, but I can't hear you, and I see those lips of yours moving. Um, I don't know if we want to wrap. I don't know if we want to wrap it up with the Canucks. Just you know, we those are the two forks in the road. The I will say, okay. At this oh, point, oh. Braden. Hey, Tyler. Yeah, okay. we got you. Um, <laughs> at this point. What does a successful season look like for you guys? Because for myself, okay. I'm sitting here. I'm like, just fucking throw the towel in. The season is over. Yep. Throw the throw away the season. Um, you know, take the L on the Miller contract. He's going to be a part of this team. So take the L on that. But here we are. Trade Bo. Trade Kuzmenko. Trade Tyler Myers. And trade Tanner Pearson and Connor Garland. Get what you can for those guys. Don't sit around here being complacent, being like, oh, we can only get a second round pick for Connor Garland. Is it worth it? Just fucking trade him. Take that Dude, second. I know I said don't, but like, what could you get for Thatcher Demko? <laughs> like, okay. You said you would. I, I'll do this. I, I don't, give you I don't think that goalies have fair market value in the trade market. You're the if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs though, and it's Thatcher Demko. Come on now, like I'll I'll take Matt Murray from you and give you Thatcher Demko, but you got to sweeten the pot. I want Matt Nice plus. No, no. As as resident, no. As residents, you are insane. No, as residents Leafs fan, and like, dude, you should understand how valuable Matthew Nice is to this organization. He's, he's never in, played a game. He's in college uh, until April. I fully expect Matthew Nice to be on the. Leafs in the playoffs okay. this year. What what about Nimala? No, we're getting him for Horvat. I'll do because because <laughs> Toronto is in win now mode, right? Absolutely. Like, I'm if just you're trading nice for a goalie that we can't. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I agree with you, Tyler. I, I don't either. I, if you want, not especially. I'd rather like trade our first than Matthew Nice. You're giving both up for Thatcher Demko. Just okay. remember here, Thatcher Demko signed till 2025 at $5 million. He makes less than Matt Murray, and you can exchange him for him if the team decides to rebuild and does, you know, follows Braden's instructions where we could be and a contender in two yes. years. 
And, yeah, uh, and Tyler, just to add to your point there, it's yeah, not Matthew Nyes for Thatcher Demko straight up. It's Matt Murray in there as well, who has significant negative trade value. And a first round pick. That's fair. That's and fair. a first round. Oh, okay. I don't know about the first Three round pick. See, but, no, see, that's a no. Like, that's a no for sure. For Demko, no. Like, Kai, just... here's an offer from my dentist. Here's an offer from my dentist, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, can, we get, can we get this dentist on here? He'd come on. He'd do it. Okay, Bohorvat for Topi Nimala, a first-round pick, a little something else, and Jake Muzzin. Are you doing yes. it? Yes. I'm taking that every day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> can I'd we make this, can we make this dentist the GM of the Leafs so we can have that trade happen, please? It, the Leafs are one playoff loss away. From having some other GM for sure. You're telling me, okay, I, I, this is my last thing I want to say <laughs> on the Thatcher Demko to the Leafs trade talk, which is never going to happen. And then we'll wrap up Canucks. Mr. Never Won a Game 7 is sitting here telling me that you don't want Bubble Demko on your team. Did you watch Game 7 against the Vegas Golden Knights? You but he's don't not want, in a bubble anymore. You don't want that goalie on your team in the playoffs? I do, but I also want Matthew Nyes on my team in the playoffs. And I don't need my first round pick, though. Like, I don't need my first round you don't pick. Need a, you don't need a first round pick. You, so you can have that for sure. And yeah. you can have whatever else in our system besides nice at this point. All right. So that's Jemko. We know it's going to get better. That is an interesting point there, Braden though. Like, you know, we're talking about a goalie who's elite in his prime. Canucks view him as a building block, but if we're sitting here and the Canucks accept the fact that they're not going to be a good team for a little bit here, then trade him. Did you do everything right? It's you're two or three years away. You got RDC loves, you know, the streets. No, that guy is going to be the, he's going to be even better than Demko. You guys just fucking wait. Archer C loves is nasty. But <laughs> and also, if you don't know that your streets, behind. one last point here. I'm streets. At this point, point, Thatcher Demko has not been good. And, and J- Jacob Markson before Thatcher Demko have cost the Canucks better draft positions. Yeah, the fact that we've had good goalies this entire time <laughs> has honestly hurt the team in the long run. So they've here's just the been thing, wasted eh? on shit teams. You need to trade away Demko if you want so a that we can be bad yes. at all. Because yeah. with Demko, Demko will, will steal enough. us enough yes. games. He's going to steal you six points minimum, at least. Yeah. Although at this point he has had negative value, so it'll turn around for him. But who will it not turn around? Well, for he hasn't had Hughes in front of him. He has no defense. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But like, I don't know. Let's look at the team. Are they going to improve? Yeah. So we buying or selling on individual players on the Vancouver Canucks? We buying on Demko or are we selling on Demko? I am. And selling as in not buying into his stats this year is what you mean, right? Yeah. So are we saying like there's going to be positive regression mean selling? Yeah. We Are we okay. looking at positive regression or negative regression? Yes, I am selling. I am selling. Thatcher Demko at this point, I'm looking for positive regression from him. I think that he's the underperformance thus far has is unsustainable. And yesterday, uh, I think was one of those classic Canucks games where it's like he kept them in it. Okay, so uh, for the record, that means buying on Thatcher Demko. He's going to get better. Um, yeah, let's we change that up. We're buying. Okay, I'm buying. Sorry, we're, buying we're buying Demko. We're buying Demko. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Think fantasy. Buying. Are we going to buy yes. these players at their yes. current value and yes, yes. expect more because you're going to get low? Okay, yes. Demko, I'm buy. Buying Demko. Brock Besser, he has not scored a goal yet. Thoughts? How many games has Besser even played? Five. I, I don't, think. I don't so, want Besser sorry. on my fantasy team. Six. Was Brock Besser playing yesterday? Not yesterday, so he's played six games. Okay, because I was going to say I did not notice him yesterday. <laughs> yeah, well, he has a broken hand and he's recovering from surgery, so he shouldn't have played any. Uh, will he get better? Thoughts, boys? Stu, no. let's hear it. I mean, I think he, by what you just said, I mean, I think he has to get marginally better. Me too. If he was rushed back, it's eventually going to heal better enough where he's going to, he's still probably good for 20 goals, I would hope. Tyler? He's not fantasy relevant this year, so I don't think I'd be buying Besser. I'd be selling okay. him. And uh, let's. Uh, there's one last Canucks player I want to touch on. You knew her here first. I called. I said 100 point season coming coming for this guy. At least Pedersen. Is this sustainable? Is he keeping this up? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, he's easily the best player on the ice. Every Canucks game. Ignore what Mark Spector said. Stu, thoughts? You always ignore what Mark Spector uh, says. Yeah, no, I could. <laughs> I'd be buying on Pedersen. He looks really good. Tyler. I think Pedersen's an elite center in this league. He's probably a top 15 center in the league. I like Pedersen. I think oh, yeah. he's a buy. 
just remember he's better than Elias Lindholm. All right, let's move on then. Let's talk. Uh, that's it for the Canucks. So. All I, last thing I have to say there, just um, he's I a better can't Elias. To uh, see, uh, I can't wait to see Connor Bedard pull an Eric Lindros and refuse to go to the Arizona Coyotes or whoever gets the first round pick, hold out and sign with the Vancouver Canucks. Wouldn't that be so fucking cool? <laughs> if they had Moss still, there's a chance, dude. That's his favorite player in the NHL. Um, all right, Tyler, you want to lead us into our buy sell segment? Who we're looking at yeah. around the league? If we're buying, what teams are putting out? Or do we, are they sustainable? Are they not? Can they keep up their current trajectory? Will they fly as high as the birds and the <laughs> eagles that soar like Icarus into the sun? Or will they burn like Icarus did towards the end of his jersey because he flew too close to the sun and God damn it, that wax, that wax melted in the heat. Tyler. You know a lot about Icarus. Wow. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. The Philadelphia Flyers are actually kind of good right now. They're four and two. We did say in the offseason, we expected John Tortorella to lead this team to a hot start. Mm-hmm. So we have a friend in our fantasy um, hockey. His name's Aiden. Shout out Aiden if you're listening to the podcast. He was down one point. He needed an assist or a goal. And he was starting five flyers on his team. That's a lock. Someone's got to hit that. They got shut out by the San Jose Sharks. (laughs) So the Sharks aren't good. I know they're four and two. But I'm just letting you guys know the Philadelphia Flyers still suck and I'm selling them. Kai, are you buying or selling that Philadelphia won't be like a bottom five team? I'm not asking you playoffs or anything, but do you think they're going to be competitive for a little bit? I could see them hanging around until Christmas. And then January, February heats up and we're not talking about them anymore. I mean, I think that they are good enough to avoid being a bottom five team, but then not good enough to be close to the playoff race by the end of the season. <laughs> the Canucks. <laughs> With a lot like, less they, uh, star power. I, I, I think mean, that Kevin they're Hayes. a worse Canucks. That's a star. Yeah. yeah. They have Kevin Hayes, Konechny, JVR is out a month. JVR is their third highest scorer. <laughs> like he's, he's about to be out a month at least. Yeah, you know, you don't have Couturier for a while. Yikes. Mm. Big yikes. I can't believe I can't believe that they're playing this well, but I can't believe they're in it past Christmas. I'm with you, Kai. So I'm selling them. Braden, buy or sell. The Flyers are in it after Christmas. Stinky. No, they're bad, dude. Like they uh they'll they'll fall off. Um, you know, flying flyers. We were talking about flying like Icarus. And oh boy, if this team what a segue, they're flying wow. too close to the sun right now, dude. They uh this team's gonna <laughs> fall off. This team's going to fall like a steering wheel in a too small of a car. It's going to come flying right off. They're done. <laughs> the Philadelphia <laughs> Icarus. Yeah, it should be, dude. Like they're not they're not a good team. They're overperforming. The Icarus? Um, yeah, you know for there's balance. You know, as this one purple dude one sense, there's there's balance in the universe. As much as the Canucks oh. are underperforming Are you right quoting now, Bernie? The Philadelphia <laughs> Flyers, they're overperforming and all things equal, baby. They're going to come back down laws averages. And uh, no, you're going to see those flyers come crashing back down. So, Stu, you uh, selling? For that. I will say that I'm not as, I guess, low on them. Like, I think that if you care about who's going to get last place in the Metro, the race is slightly more interesting than it was to start the season because I thought the flyers were an instant lock for the bottom spot. But the Islanders have looked pretty piss poor to start the year. So, I could uh, see Philadelphia finishing above Columbus, even if they somehow yeah. had a. Keep yeah. keep it up. Totally. I don't I don't think that's a hot take at all necessarily. Yeah, we'll have to see how the Flyers keep going. I guess yeah. if Quartz can keep, you know, keeping his boys in shape the way he's been doing it, like mm-hmm. it's not crazy. Yeah. yeah, so should we kind of rail off underperforming teams here and then get go into some overperforming? Or do you want to just kind of just randomize it, go back and forth here? Yeah, let's do it. Let's keep it underperforming, then we'll go to overperforming. Cool. Yeah, so, switch it up, random it up. That and, way, because people know if we're gonna buy or sell. We okay, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I like okay. it. Switch it up. So, um, I think we went two and a half minutes over our Philadelphia Flyers allowed allowed <laughs> talk time because we usually only have a sixty second time there. The Philadelphia Flyers going it. forward will not be on this podcast much longer. Mm-hmm. So, I'll ask you guys: Are we buying or selling the hype? 
on the Buffalo Sabres, and there are some players I want to ask about as well, Darlene and Tuck. So in your answer, tell me, are you buying or selling that the Sabres are a playoff team? And is Darlene and Tuck first-line potential? Or not first-line guys now, all of a sudden, this quick in? Stu, I'll start with you. I'm not, I'm not buying that Buffalo is a playoff team. I don't care if in Craig How Anderson's contender? game, he, not even he a has... contender. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, that said, though, um, I mean, Alex Tuck and Rasmus Dahlin are on pace for each scoring 82 goals this season. So, <laughs> okay, you know, here we go. If they do that, they'll probably make the playoffs in my, but <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's they're sustainable. I mean, Buffalo, there's been times in Buffalo's like, and there are two sections of rebuilds. Well, they'll start the year super hot and be like one first or second in the Atlantic by like the end of November. And then all of a sudden, by the time it's January, they're back at the bottom where they are going to be. So I'm, I'm selling the Buffalo Sabres. Buying or selling the Buffalo Sabres playoff contention. Brayden. I'm buying baby. You're buying. Yeah. You know what? Here, here's Take what I'm thinking. Craig, angle. Craig, Craig, a Craig, Ann's. That guy, he's gonna fall off a little bit. Like, Craig, you know, is Craig, Craig Anderson. For Craig, the Craig that don't know. Craig, Craig Anderson. He's gonna fall off a little bit, though. I like how he's playing. I love Buffalo's defense. I think Owen Power is fantastic. I don't know if you saw Jay Fresh's, uh, you know, model that came out recently on him. The guy's rocking like a ninety-eight percent WAR. Like he's a good player, man. And he's playing Stelly. twenty-two minutes a night, Braden. Yeah, like man. for a rookie guy, even if he's a defenseman, that's crazy. Dude, Darlene's finally breaking out to the level that we expected of him. And the big thing, you know, I remember when. You know, I'm only bringing this up because they recently played the Canucks. But in prepping for that, I remember Drance tweeted, you know, I he tweeted, I think the Vancouver Canucks are going to struggle hugely against the Buffalo Sabres tonight because of two players, Alex Tuck and Tage Thompson. Those are two big players over six feet, huge, heavy players. And not just that, they're fast. They hit hard. They're big on the forecheck. That's tough when you've got guys that are that big coming in on the forecheck and can cycle and shoot like those guys. It's tough, man. That's a really tough thing for any team. Like regardless of the skill level to match up against with players who have that match of size and skill. Um, I think that they're going to, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. You're I buying contention. I'm buying, you know, have we talked about the Ottawa senators as they'll be like, they're going to miss, but they're going to contend for the wild card spot until right to the very end. Yeah. Are they in the race in February? And I think they're falling off like a week before the, the Sens do like, I think they'll stick like them in the wow. and in the same boat. Like I really like, what I'm seeing from the Sabres, I'm buying into this. Kai, are you buying or selling the oldest player in the league, Craig Anderson, led <laughs> Buffalo Sabres? Um, no, I'm selling the Buffalo Sabres hype, unfortunately. Yeah. Mostly due to that aforementioned Craig Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that team's got a lot of positive energy. They're very likable. I think they're doing a lot of things right. Um, and I think a successful season for them is, you know, having these people talk about the team as a potential playoff team. Yeah. You know, Getting the on the Lucian's podcast is what they wanted. Exactly. That's a successful season for anyone. Uh, unless you're the Canucks. If you're, yeah, if you're the Vancouver Canucks and you're on the Loose Change podcast, that's not a good sign. Um, (laughs) but yeah, the Buffalo Sabres, I think a successful season for them looks like hanging around in the chase, gaining some experience. Um, but ultimately I just don't think that they have it in them. Yeah. I think their successful season is just teams looking at them on like the schedule and not being like, Oh, it's Buffalo. We can just coast. Yes, I don't think you can just exactly. coast against they're, Buffalo. They're anymore. not that team. They're not that team. It, yeah, they're not yeah, that yeah. team you just coast anymore. You have to play. You have to come to play against Buffalo yeah. now. Or they're actually going to destroy you. Last year, I, hey, you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Last <laughs> year, I bet you they played 60 backups. Maybe more. This year, you might have to be starting your starter against these guys and have a good game plan for them. You can't sleep to a win against Buffalo. The Leafs have never been able to, but other teams won't be able to now either. Um, transitioning from Buffalo, I'll ask you guys in the Atlantic division, are we buying or selling the hype that the Boston Bruins are right back in to the first place race? Cause they've been playing very well. They're five and one through six games. They've scored 27 goals, only allowed 19, four and zero at home. 
are these buff or are these Buffalo Sabres? Are these Boston Bruins the tops in the Atlantic? Kai. Yeah, I'm buying that narrative for sure. They don't even have Brad Marchand right now. Or McAvoy. Or McAvoy. <laughs> yeah, I'm buying that. Obviously, two of their best three players. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Bergeron looks rested. And yeah, I think this team is going to be not one to trifle with. How is he going to retire? What the fuck? He's still so good. You can't do that, Patrice. Braden, are you buying that they're going to finish above the Toronto's, Tampa's, Florida's, and even Buffalo Sabres of the Atlantic Division? So I think above Tampa, Toronto? No. Do I think they're going to finish in the playoffs? Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, I okay. some start, right? Like, um, I think, well, I mean, we'll see how Toronto bounces back because it really kind of seems like what they take one step forward, one step back each game. Um, but the, the three teams in the Atlantic, like we discussed in the previews, throw in any order i'll buy it like the sabers are nasty it's the term you know last dance gets thrown out a lot since that documentary series came out but this is the last dance for this for the bruins with this core mm. they're going Maybe all they in. go out this is a hundred point team dude like on top they're cup favorites yeah it would be shitty to see but it's possible uh pittsburgh fan stewart mm-hmm. are you buying or selling that the boston bruins are the better black and yellow team uh i'm i'm gonna say no but i have to because of fandom wise not putting any thought into it um i will say though i think buying for boston being the first seed i think i'm kind of buying it right now but how good line has all marks been so far especially too because they're supposed to be a tandem and swayman has struggled in his two games like he has what like an 816 save percentage or something like that right now but all marks leading the way with a 929 so if swayman evens out and then Marshan and McAvoy come back before, you know, January. Why would the team playing this good right now, adding those two pieces get worse? You know, I think if they can keep this, if they keep their pace and they're just going to add all stars to their team still to go on the rest of the year, I think they're going to finish first in the division now based off the start with the struggles from Toronto. Yeah. And Toronto, I had. You guys remember like the Atlantic Division preview? I Braden was gone by now, but I had this whole like they're winning the cup, President's Trophy. I had that whole thing. I had that clipped and ready to post to Instagram, and then I saw them play the Coyotes, and I had scheduled to post at eleven. I deleted it. It's gone. It's never going to be on air again because the Leafs aren't winning the President's Trophy or the cup because I am a Leafs fan and the world hates me. I think the Bruins will probably do that instead. Everything I said about the Leafs, the Bruins will instead do. Go Bruins. Um, I might place a bet on them to win the cup, honestly. They're they're looking so good, and that last dance narrative is gonna, gonna start to get me going a little bit here. Why wouldn't you want to retire after a cup, Patrice? How about that? Yeah. Are we buying or selling the hype? on Nachushkin being the new best secondary scorer that Colorado could have asked for. I mean, this guy is giving it to the league right now. What is he, 11 points already? Kai, are you buying or selling the hype on Nachushkin? Well, I mean, is, does he have the Kadri spot on power play one? Is that, is that what's going on right now? Yeah, he does. He, he yeah. has five power play points right now. Five and I am buying that hype. You know, Nazem Kadri was not a 100-point player until he got that power play spot on the best team in the league. And now that Nishushkin has that spot, I don't think that he's going to finish as like a top five scorer in the league. So I guess in that way, I will see a little bit of regression here. But could he get 40 goals, 90 points? Yeah. Damn, really? I think so. That's crazy. He's never been that in his career, right? Like, correct me if I'm wrong. It's all about opportunity. JT Miller wasn't until he came to Vancouver, man. It's yeah, I mean, the Kadri comparison was perfect. Kadri never scored 100 points than he did last year on that mm-hmm. same spot that Nishushin's in. Nishushin's yeah. also really good. He's 27, like coming into his prime. He's six foot four, 210. Like mm-hmm. he's got the same like kind of build as Kadri. He, I, he has a great shot. First round pedigree. Why not? Why not? I am. Why the hell not? Well. Yeah. Screw it, Stu. Are you buying or selling the hype on the Chushkin? Valerie yeah, Chushkin. I'm I'm buying it, I think, too. Especially too, because like he has five five on five points in six games. And if you look at who he's playing with, like it's not he's not playing with McKinnon and Rantan. 
like even with oh, Landis Cog, he's playing with like whoever they've been putting at second line, like New Hook and like Evan Rodriguez was I know one of the lines that they ran for one. So game he's or like something. driving plays, what you're so saying. So he's driving that line. And then like when Landis Cog comes back, like if they even even if he comes back and Landis Cog takes a spot on the first line, then he at least just gets like a Turi Lekkinen instead bumped down to his line, which gives him just better forwards to play with. So mm-hmm. give me that hype that Kai has with the 40 goals, 90 points. Brayden, I can see it. Bring us back down to earth. I'm old enough to remember a day when there was a Vancouver Canuck writer who said that the Canucks should trade Bo Horvat for Valeri Nachuskin. And he got lit the fuck up for it. And at the time, I thought the guy was an idiot. Now, <laughs> buddy, I'm buying into it. Like, Nachuskin's nasty. Look, there's a simple thing. Uh, this is one guy. I don't know if you ever heard of him. You know Yamir Yager? I've heard I of him. I've heard of him. You know what he said about Valeri Nachuskin when he saw him in junior? No. This kid's going to be the best kid. This is going to be the best player in the NHL one day. This kid's going to be the best player in the world one day. You get an endorsement like that from Yager and you're playing like this. I'm buying, baby. This is here to stay. So his goals in the NHL, 14, 9, 0 in 57 games with Dallas. Gets traded to Colorado, then posts 13 and 65, 10 and 55, 25 and 62. That's trending up. I think we're looking at a 30 goal, probably 70 point season. And you're forgetting could be more. nine goals in 20 playoff games last year. Wow. Forget, right? 15 That's points, crazy. nine goals in 20 playoff games. That is a huge point, Kai. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. With those Dallas numbers, who was it? Lindy Ruff, the coach there? Like, remember, they were extremely defense-oriented. Like, or Rick Bonus. Like, it was Lindy Ruff and then Rick Bonus, right? And, like, it was all defense on that system. There was no offense allowed to thrive. No shit the guy didn't do good offensively in a system where it's meant to be completely defensively uh, oriented. Mm-hmm. He's here to stay, man. Like, this is, it's his world. We're living in it. Wow. He had in 57 games, zero goals and zero penalty minutes. He just got on and 40 seconds <laughs> went defense. by and then the game continued. You know we what I mean? So like, he just did nothing. Yeah. yeah. But now he's doing a lot and we're all buying the hype, it sounds like. Um, are we buying the hype on the Leafs' number one goaltender? Ilya Samsonov. Matt Murray's hurt. What a fucking shocker. Wow. Matt Murray's hurt. So Samsonov is leading the league and wins, or is at least tied. He's playing great, I think. But are we buying the hype that he can be this team's legit number one and us look at it like they don't need to trade for Demko? Like we were already talking about least improving goalie. Do they maybe have the guy? Are you buying or selling Samsonov being the guy, Kai? I'm selling Sam Snuff being the guy. Ouch. Fair enough, though, because he doesn't have idiot. a track record or is because it's the Leafs. Both are fair. Both. Yeah, okay. Cursed team doesn't have the track record. You know, he posted a sub 900 last year. I think he's going to come crashing down to earth in spectacular fashion here. Sure, he's got a 2.0 goals against average and like a 930 save percentage. That's through five games. He has one bad game. Those stats are now crap. Yeah. So I think we're looking at a guy who is going to be a good regular season goalie for the Leafs. Um, Like he's going to win you games. Again, like the Leafs have shown they don't need an elite goalie to win games in the regular season. But it'll all come down to late season clutch time. And I'm selling that. Braden, are you buying or selling the hype that the guy you picked to be the Leafs starter will continue to be that guy. Because so far, let's be honest, if he plays like he's been so far, that is a buy. He is good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so will he continue? Keep that in mind with all my buy-sell predictions here, baby, because I was right in all my predictions to start the season. I'm That's continuing true. on being right here. Dude, this is Elias Samsonov. He makes a strong first save. Yeah, sure, he kicks out a rebound, but dude, get rid of the rebound, clear the net front, which the Leafs may struggle a little bit with, but they seem to be kicking out those rebounds more. I'm buying. I think you keep it up. I think that they know what type of goal he is and how they need to support him better. I think you've seen more in his starts as times have gone on that he's uh, the team supporting him more with those rebounds he kicks out by just clearing the zone. Only thing is, uh, my God, he's got to stop playing the puck. He cannot. He he has to stay in the crease. He He's brutal, dude. <laughs> doing that he's gonna he he'll take the same percentage if he keeps playing the puck but i'm i'm buying he's he's a starter baby all right Stu, what do you think i i want to buy 
but I just have to feel like there was a reason that he just wasn't kept by the Capitals. Like, I, I want to believe he can keep this up or, like, keep up just, like, a slightly worse version of this, but I, I can't make a proper decision right now, to be honest. It, goalies I've, are, as you always say, too voodoo. Absolutely. Like, they're voodoo. How, how do you, like, I don't know. He was just, like, not kept by his team last year, and then now he's posting a 932 through five games, so... There's something in the middle. 25-year-old, first-round pick. And what I was told from Elliot Friedman, personally, also on his podcast, was that Ilya Samsonov was like left because Washington was sick of and fed up of him not being coachable. It was basically he thought he knew more than their goalie coach. And I think you get humbled a little bit when your team doesn't keep you your first round pick your whole life, you kind of been that guy. And now I think he, he sees that he has an opportunity here in Toronto and he can hey. seize it, but like, like the optimist me wants to take it, but the realist in me knows it's the Leafs and he's going to do great during the regular season and then crash and burn the first round. You brought up goalie coaches. What did I fucking say? What did I say about the Leafs? Why their goaltending was going to do good and why Samsonov was going to be good in Toronto? What they was have the, the old, reason? They have the they old Vancouver coach. They got Curtis fucking Zamford and look at what he's <laughs> doing. I called it. I think they're doing great. If there's a Canucks goalie that they should trade for, I think they should also go after Mikey DiPietro. Brain's I think he's doing great episode. in Toronto. I'm telling you, baby. <laughs> Curtis Zanford, he's the future for Toronto. There's a reason that he's doing well and it's all him. Yeah, he, he's been great, man. I love it. Uh, so I want to wrap up the buy sell with our last thing. Predators, Roman, Yossi, Saros, how are we feeling about the Nashville Predators? Are we buying or selling that this team is going to be like a legit contender this year? Um, well, I think Tyler, you clearly haven't been keeping up on the Preds. Because they are not a legit contender. In fact, they're playing like one of the worst teams in the league. They've lost five in a row. They've only beat San Jose in Europe. Exactly. Yeah. So we're looking at Europe. we're looking at this team here. Roman Yossi last year should have won the Norris. He had ninety six points last year. This season, do you guys have you kept taps on him? He has one assist through seven games, Ooh. zero goals. On 31 shots through seven games. Dude, he was the king of primary second assists last year. And you remember the king of primary. Did I just say the primary secondary? So he was king of secondary assists last year. <laughs> he wasn't the primary one there. He wasn't driving play as much as the stats seemed to indicate. And hey, another little victory wrap here for me. Do you remember who was not buying into the Preds in the season previews? It was this boy right here. I think they got Brain's victory lap episode. This is unreal, Brain. Every I get it. Is. You're right. I think the Preds have three good players. I think those players are Yossi, Soros, and Forsberg. That's it. <gasps> Duchesne. You heard me. You hate Duchesne. He's, uh, I just don't like how he's always like, oh, I'm going to play my guitar for the fans. Fuck off. What are you, have, what are you talking about? Remember he did that in Ottawa. He did that in Ottawa on Country Night. He'd go to the bar and he was playing guitar, and the fans were all like, "Oh my god!" He's just playing some acoustic song, and then he went to, and then he went to Nashville and he's playing his guitar. What a douchebag! He was enjoying music. <laughs> I don't give a shit. He's mother. Matthew Shane's the type of guy who, at like the end of the game guy. at the press conference, he's like, "Anyways, here's Wonderwall." Oh, okay, cool. Thanks, oh Matt. My like, god, maybe that would be ball. amazing. <laughs> I'd love to see Matthew Shane in an interview be like, yeah, I don't want to talk about the game, but here's Wonderwall and he just sings it. Come on. I don't, um, yeah. Okay. I don't know. So yes, anyways, I am You you don't like gonna, the Preds, I am eh? going to say that I'm buying Preds personally. Just because the back. fact that, you know, Yossi, zero goals on 31 shots, that's unsustainable. That will improve. Um, like, I mean, sure. He was the king of prime. He was the king of secondary assists last year, which is unsustainable. Like that's, you will see regression in that factor, but he still had like 20 goals last year. Right. Or 30. Didn't he have like, he have 30 last year? 40. He had a lot. I don't think it was 40. No, no. Okay. Never mind. No, he had 23 goals last year. So I think that he, that goal total will definitely be up there given the vol, just the pure volume of shots that he's having. Um, and Saros has played like poop so far and i think that that will improve as well we're we talking about duchene last year 
No, I was talking about Yossi. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking yeah. about Duchesne. Yeah, he had a bunch of goals. Um, I, I'm, I'm in on the Preds coming back in this division. Ahead of them right now are Chicago and Winnipeg. So I'm in on Nashville getting better than those guys. But the yeah. thing is, Dallas, Colorado, St. Louis, Minnesota is not having a great start to the season. It's not a division that's easy. And it's going to be wild card or no playoffs for the Predators at this point, for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if they make the playoffs at this point. I think I'm out well, on the yes. Predators. I, I think that they're in a similar pickle to the Canucks where it's like, you can only start a season so bad and make the playoffs, right? Yeah, except Nashville has two wins. Yeah. Right? They had their crossroad. Their JT Miller this past offseason was Philip Forsberg. And what mm-hmm. did they do? Resign them for eight years. There you go. That's what they're doing. They're going for it. Yeah, th- there's a lot of parallels there. They have a really good goalie, really good defenseman, and a, s- a star forward or two, and that's about it. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap up the epi? Great epi, mm. boys. Great epi. You guys hear something? I hear a faint music in the background. What could that be? What is that? It's like a theme song. It's back by popular demand. It's Braden's Beer League Corner. <laughs> this no. week, you're wondering what happened. Oh, boy. I can't insane. believe you just did that. Your boy? Oh, so I felt like a rock star. I felt like classic number nine. Your boy putting up a goal assist in five penalty minutes. That's right. Yours truly with the Gordie Howe hat trick on the ice for the kids. All right, skip all the bullshit. Tell us about the fight. Okay, so we were up 6-2, and uh, a, teammate of mine, <laughs> a teammate of mine made a little toe drag around a guy and scored, and they thought that we hurt their feelings because apparently you're not allowed to score in hockey when it's too many goals. Yeah, so you can't they- have fun. They cross-checked him in the back, and then he tried skating away, and they cross-checked him again. I'm on the bench for this, and I'm getting fired up. I want Adam. I'm like a rabid dog. You know, Let I me Adam. I'm like a teddy bear. I'm cute and cuddly, but don't poke the bear. And they were fucking poking the bear. So um, drop the soap. Don't drop the soap. He's trying to skate away, and one of my other teammates starts, like, chirping back. He's like, you know, why are you guys so mad about? These are, like, 30-year-old men. They're like, oh, don't score in Europe by that much. So then, of course, the other guy, Jake, starts going, woo, and making some buzzer sounds, and they didn't like that. So they all grabbed them, and I'm, like, trying to get on, and the guy's, like, blocking me on the map. Get the fuck out of my way. I'm going after this guy. So I start skating down, and I hear one guy go, what the fuck are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to go kick the shit out of your friend. What the fuck do you think I'm going to do? I got, boom, big hit from behind, cross check, grab a different guy. I start. I have a cage on, so I can kind of do whatever I want. I don't give a shit if I get called a pussy for it. I think it's even funnier being a dick. That's some Marshawn type shit. I start throwing <laughs> yeah. the guy gloves on. I'm not taking him off. Gloves on. Gloves on. <laughs> can you really call fight. that a fight? I don't know. No, but anyway. So then get this though. So at the end, like the rest all separate up. We're like skating up, and the one guy says to us, "He goes a five. He's talking to my buddy who's making the buzzer sounds, and he's like, Jake's like, what? And the guy's like. You know, I was going to retire this year, but I'm coming back next year just for you. Oh, really, dude? You're going to sign back up for the $350 Sunday night shinny league to go fight a guy 15 years younger than you? What a tough fucking dude. I told the guy. I was like, I hope you come back. You're fucking shit. Like, you're slow as shit. You're going to be a year older. <laughs> and then the other guy kept yelling, and I, I told him that <laughs> the guy kept yelling. He goes, you guys are fucking pathetic. We're like, dude, it's shitty. Like, what are you so mad about? And he's still yelling. So... I told him that this is why he's divorced, and he really didn't like that. He tried to fight me when I was off oh, the ice. Oh, no, you like, can't he said, do that. Yeah, That's why you work on Saturdays, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, he tried to come into dude, he tried to come into our fucking dressing room. Like he wanted at us. Like we we did have to leave in groups after we got dressed like undressed. I was a little worried that we were gonna have somebody waiting in the parking lot for us. But uh get this, the guy that wanted that guy, the, the guy who I said was divorced. I have no idea if he's married. Um those teeth, probably not. You should call my dentist. Um he uh he went back on the ice and he punched the fucking ref. What? No way. Yeah. What? Yeah, because uh my girl and Jacob's girl, oh yeah, we're uh, I'm dating that lady now. Um, anyhow, they were like in the stands Rest that came to watch your boy put up a goal and assist. Like I said, um, they, um, yeah, no, apparently like he went back on, he like punched the ref and the other ref had to like grab him and get him off. And the guy punched the commissioner of the league too. So we'll see if, uh, he's able to, yeah, we'll see if man, he's able to come out of retirement. Poor I don't know. Beer league refs. They deal with oh my too God. much shit, man. They don't get paid here's, enough. Here's the final part. We just ordered jerseys. I originally picked number 44 because I'm normally four. What's better than one four, two fours? Uh, here's why we switched up. 
the aforementioned guy who's really good, right? The guy who's making the buzzer sounds. This guy's amazing. I think we've played five games and he's got something like, I don't know, 10 goals and like 10 assists. Like, played triple. He could have gone to the States. He was offered a scholarship in the States, declined up. Um, anyhow, he took number 99. Did he? <laughs> yeah, he took 99. That's so awesome. <laughs> We're convincing the other guy on our team, the other guy who's good. Are uh, convincing him to take sixty six, please. And I switched, <laughs> I switched to eighty eight. So we're gonna you're not gonna be eighty eight. I switched to eighty eight. Brandon, you're not an eighty eight. You're not an eighty eight. You're not that you're guy, like, pal. You're, you're not like that guy. Number, like four, I would say well, a number four is good for you. Forty four works because good Branson, but like I'm an eighty eight on forward, baby. I bull rush that net. I'm not stopping. I'll take the goalie out. Are you me. playing forward? Yeah, you dude. Forward? I'm oh, right God. Okay, you're that's good. Because you're pretty. You're kind of a liability on defense. I would I'm a great so. defenseman. I'm a great defenseman. That's a line and a half. I get it out. I'm. You know that. You know when you look at those those charts. My gap control is bad. I, I let the uh, I let the offensive uh, or the defense. Okay, can we wrap this up? Yeah, please. this segment is. Yeah, can we please wrap this up. Great segment. Point podcast is, over. Is, podcast <laughs> over. Podcast I got over. Eight points in four games. All right, so COVID, the flu, and AIDS walk into a bar. Bartender says, what is this, some kind of sick joke? I didn't even know he was sick. I didn't even know he was sick. 